Spoilers straight ahead. More story in the more access movies. Doing do delish then. Welcome, downers and uppers, to a follow-up showdown, showdown follow-up. While this is normally a show where we pitch ultimate sequels to sequel-less movies or ultimate alternatives to the ones that disappoint, today's is a special episode in which we examine a sequel that has come out since we covered and or replaced the original in a previous episode. That episode was on Ghostbusters 2, making today's movie the current hot ticket in theaters 2021's Ghostbusters Afterlife. I am your Ain't Afraid to Be host, Paul Getz, and who am I going to call to help me out? Why, it's my co-hosts, Travis McMaster and Lauren Picorni. I will be your ghost co-host. Uh, <laughs> there, there, there is no co-host, there is only Travis. Now, it doesn't get any more exciting than today's guest. He was featured on what is by far our most listened to episode, Ghostbusters 2. He is the only person to hold the title of two-time showdown all-star, meaning his pitches remain undefeated. And he is the first person we've had on the show whose screenplay is currently being made into a feature film. We can get into that more later if he's willing. Zach White! Hello. Welcome, Zach. What What a ghost. Hey! <laughs> my, all my ghost puns are going to be just right on the money. <clears throat> no thought at all. Yeah, I'm just going to try and work the word slime in as much as I can. Okay. So we'll, same we'll as, keep as every episode. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I want to get pretty much right into it, but the first thing I want to do is, Travis, Lauren, and I have discussed a little bit this via text. Zach remains a mystery. I want everybody to give their opinion on the movie in four words or less. We got four Ghostbusters, four Ghostbuster movies. Let's do it in four words. Four words or less, and if you want, a sound effect. A sound effect, as, as in a, just a auga. Sure, if you like. I got mine I got mine ready to go. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got mine. Okay, I got one. Uh, most fun in a while... Nice. (laughs) Second favorite Ghostbuster movie. Mm. And no sound effect. Bold. Okay. Did not like it. (laughs) Uh, Okay. I got one. Not enough ghost busting. Yay! This is a uh, a carryover opinion from Zach. From the last from about Ghostbusters two, yes, I am consistent. Well, I feel like that puts Zach in alignment with the song, at least. Mm-hmm. It makes me feel good. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and uh, and this made me feel sad, <laughs> which is what you know was its target for the most part. <laughs> I, I, that's true. Very uh, heavy on the emotions. Okay, so now that I know, not everybody drank all of the ecto cooler. With, from this movie um i do feel a little bit okay to real quick throw us to a segment we call kim's opinion kim's opinion kim's opinion it's the one that really counts 
Kim's opinion. So much better than anything Polar Travis says. Here's Kim's opinion now. My girlfriend Kim gets to offer her thoughts. Her preferred method would normally be she comes in, mic drops, gets the hell out. But because uh, this might be a divisive one, I am going to allow you one question for her, if you like. One question each? Uh, or do we have to vote? Sure, sure. Does she sure know that? Does she know we get? <laughs> she a knows question? she's got questions coming. Okay. Do we yeah. ask it before or after her opinion? It'll be after. Okay. Cool. What's the function it's, it's of the Q and A section? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah, I'll be right back. I'll be right back. Okay. Yeah. I forgot I have to do the master minute. I'm yeah. To the Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you think the question has to pertain to Ghostbusters Afterlife? He didn't specify that. I I I don't I don't know what the point of the the questions are like is she going to give an unclear opinion or am i meant to antagonize her can the question just be a quiz on the movie to prove if she saw it or not (laughs) i might ask her how she's doing i don't get to talk to her very much yeah just catch up you know and i told them they're allowed to ask you questions hey hey uh yeah ghostbusters sucked it wasn't good it wasn't fun or funny and i it was one of the worst movies i've ever seen did you like the originals? Yeah. Oh. Oof. This wasn't nothing. like the original. It was like strictly for kids. Hmm. But also I felt like kids wouldn't enjoy it. Oh. <laughs> <You're>... <laughs> Any other questions? <laughs> yeah. How how have you been lately? We don't get to talk oh. much. How are you? Oh, I've been pretty good. That's sweet. I mean, sweet. sad. You know, you, you guys aren't here. Sure. So mm-hmm. that's been sad. I decided my question would just be to quiz you to make sure that you actually saw the movie. Mm-hmm. What was McKenna Grace's friend's name? Okay, I don't know who McKenna... I don't she, know actors. Uh, Egon's daughter. Phoebe. Or granddaughter, sorry. Oh. So what is her well, friend's name? But Lauren just said it right? Phoebe? No, that's her name. No, that's What's her, her name. friend's oh, name? Oh, her friend's name? I don't know. It's... I, you do know it. Remembering... Oh, podcast? Hey! I saw the movie. I, I don't know what to say. <laughs> we were on a podcast. That took a while. Yeah. <laughs> that did take a minute. Yeah. But uh, um, yeah, the, he sucked. Okay. <laughs> All right. well, thank you. Okay, enjoy. Have a good podcast. Good time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That's what it's all about. Uh, I will say our opinions on it more or less aligned. Uh, she tends to be a little harsher than me. She also used the term worst movie i've ever seen for dr sleep so there's a lot of worst movies you've ever seen <laughs> but y'all agree, um, agree on that too yes we do yes we do yes. i thought you came around on dr sleep a bit no that oh, was uh, lauren you. yeah you yeah. Came I, around yeah. Dr. Sleep. yeah right however if you're going to ask i was hoping you would which i liked less it would be <laughs> ghostbusters afterlife <laughs> personally yeah travis mm-hmm. you ready for a minute with mcmaster a minute with McMaster. Yeah. Okay. Oh wow, you 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 got it prepared. It, you look you look to be reading. He, he uh, remembered a little. While I oh. yeah, this is this he is going to be. Um, I've just practiced remembered. this. Okay. Oh. So long. <clears throat> All right. Let me know when you're ready. Uh, Travis is going to break down everything that happened in the movie in a minute. Go. So our movie opens in a field in Oklahoma with what is clearly Egon combating some kind of ghost menace with some, like, big Rubes Goldberg-type trap device. Um, And then he gets killed by the ghost, and it's all very reminiscent of the first Ghostbusters movie. And pretend every sentence ends with that. Mm. 
So mm. then we go to what we find out is uh, Egon's uh, grown-up daughter and her children, um, and we establish their characters very quickly. They have to move out of where they live because they're broke into Egon's um, old ramshackle life of a house of a dirt farm. And from there, they uncover their mystery of their connection to him while the kids are discovering that mystery. And also uncovering what Egon was doing and what these ghosts were all about. Turns out it's uh, the same thing from the first movie. It's Gozer and the end of the world and all that. And then the kids are with Paul Rudd learn to um, save the world and fight Gozer um, as, as she it comes back to destroy all of humanity again. Oh, and then okay. the Ghostbusters show up for a second. Nice, not well, bad, not bad. You got, you got the highlights in there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I didn't think you were gonna make it. I was really focused. Yeah, <laughs> I missed a lot. But your eyes kind of was... rolled back. It was scary. <laughs> <laughs> Bust whatever's inside Travis. Well, he did preface saying, "There's no Travis, only Zool." That's right. That's true. Um, I did not tear my clothes off to reveal. A shiny 80s dress. I enjoyed that they decided that needed to be answered. Like, yeah. how did this happen the first time? Well, magic clothes rip. <laughs> it's a reveal new clothes. <laughs> Sparkles uh, does not equals, equal satin, though. I'm just saying. Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> Lauren's problem was that they went all, all of their way out of the way to recreate that and then did the dress wrong. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. True. That's interesting. Zool's fashion sense changed since the 80s. Went from red to orange. Mm. Zach, your wife Becca wore that costume. Yeah. Zool costume, yeah, she, right? She, at some she point. Like, made it herself. And, and what I, did she use? I have no idea. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm guessing She used dress fabric. <laughs> Starting with your minute, I guess what I would say, the only thing that stuck out to me is worth saying maybe was, uh, I don't know that I think Paul Rudd does get to help fight ghosts. He kind of starts to, and then he dates the mom. And that's what he does nice. for the movie, dates the mom. Which yeah. is very true to, if you've ever been a child afraid of ghosts, uh, it really is you and your friends against the monsters while the adults date each other. Mm -hmm. well, Paul, mm -hmm. Paul helped set up, uh, Paul Rudd helped set up that, um, the seismic activity is neither volcanic or hmm. quakeular. What is it in the movie? Because we actually uh, have Gary. a Paul with us today. Yeah. Right. Was it like something like Gary Goobler? He had a last name that <laughs> was really Gary Goobler. Go goofish. Gooberman? Go Go I don't know. Gooberman? At least in the sequel, yeah. he'll get to be the Ghostbusters lawyer when they get hauled in. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I I've actually that... That made me wonder what I know. Zool is the uh, possessor dog of the ladies. What's the other dog's name? Vince Clothor. Yeah. What? They did really? not throw that Vin out. Vince Clotho. Oh, I thought you Clotho? were joking. Clotho. Clotho. Clothor. Vince Cloth something. Yeah. Is we, that we, Zach and I got us eighty five percent of the way there? You know, I mean, you, and you, you both had it right off the bat. Is that in the original? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Quite a bit. I was according, kind of weird. It was kind of weird that they probably. didn't throw that out in Afterlife at all. Hmm. Since we got all the way down to Crunch Bar, it is odd that the name of the other yeah, they, scary dog. I, I don't remember him from the originals. I don't remember that name at all. Hmm. Right. I don't he either. I, I'm trying to. I mean, oh, uh, Rick, Rick Moranis said it quite a few times, and it is Clortho. Oh, really? Clortho. Okay. Oh, okay. I, you know, I definitely remember Keymaster Gatekeeper. That was uh, well established. Mm -hmm. You know, it's yeah. it's possible. I don't know that I necessarily can see where the reshoots are, but what I do know is that the that like terror dog man 
that came out of the trap that I've seen an action figure somewhere on oh, the internet. Oh, okay, sure. That Terror Dog Man, I think, was supposed to do something at the end that didn't. And it's possible that maybe there is a Vince Clortho reference in there somewhere that got cut or shuffled around in favor of... So, are you saying that the... <laughs> The terror dog that came out of the trap that Paul Rudd uh, opened up was not one of the. T- it wasn't Zool or Clortho. It. Oh, I'm gonna be honest with you because uh, I want to be very upfront. As we get into it, I'm sure the listeners have gleaned. Uh, Lauren and I really, really loved this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't want that to mean that like any critiques that come from that movie, I'm going to disagree with because sure. I will. Be, the second time I saw the movie, we saw it two days in a row. The second time I watched it, I was really paying attention because I was going like, so this ghost was, so where's that ghost going? So who, who's, what's happening exactly? What's the math happening mm-hmm. right now? Yeah. And I'm still I not 100%. did not assume that that was one of the dogs. Mm. The It looked yeah. a little different. The horns were different yeah. placement. I just I felt know like, like, like that being released is sort of what triggered Zool to possess the mom. Yeah, sure. He, like ran back to the mine and like mm-hmm. cracked it or something. It took a while. I, I noticed that whole process took a while. <laughs> yeah, because I really felt like you spent a lot of the movie knowing where it was going and a lot of the movie waiting yeah. for the going to go. And a, a similar question: uh, What ghost killed Egon at the beginning? I don't know I, yeah. because it's it, not it, the ghost that it went back to the mine for some yeah. reason. Um, it was they, the arms from out. the original that grabbed Dana in the yeah. chair. But I mean that I mean it's supposed to be Zool, but it could be anything. Yeah. But my yeah. question is they they sort of set up that that the the dirt farm trap, the big MacGuffin at the end, uh, is like a one use thing. Kind of said like it's it can charge. Yeah. For, it, it has one charge in it, and. Mm-hmm. Which would mean that Egon is probably saving that for Gozer. Sure, you would but think. Gozer, but Gozer wasn't out at the beginning. Right, they needed the gatekeeper and the keymaster. So why, like, well, was... and not to give this movie credit where it doesn't deserve it, but perhaps, and just theorizing, because Egon had his sort of like uh, keeping it in line trap set up in yeah. that cavern, which I did think was which, cool. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah. Um. Perhaps he believed through research mm-hmm. that with that in place, if he could bust this one thing that was out there, he could keep it under, you know, under wraps yeah. or however. But I do have questions about not only who killed Egon, but also how, however that happened, translated to everybody except he had a heart attack. I, if I, I can't, I've heard I can't... a theory. As we go through this podcast, I imagine what's going to happen is we are all going to say the exact same things, but Lauren and I are going to say it with a major note in our voice, and you <laughs> two are going to say it with a minor note in our voice. Um, and I just think that it's like whatever flavor went down I, differently. I just want to also point out that I don't think that movies need to make sense uh, <laughs> to be good, to be uh, and entertaining. <clears throat> um, but when a movie doesn't quite uh, hit the spot I wanted to hit. It yeah. makes the stuff, the nonsensical stuff, a little more glaring. Yes, Be sure. Yes. Going going back to Egon's death, there the theory I heard is that if uh, if that was 
Zool with the arms coming out of the chair that killed Egon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, it wouldn't have killed him. It would have tried to possess him and become right. gatekeeper, keymaster. I think. I guess a gatekeeper always got to be a, a, a girl because of the mm, gate. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, or a keymaster. I, right. yeah. I don't know. I don't know how yeah, that goes. No, yeah, yeah, I mean, anyway. Egon knew that. He knew mm-hmm. he was kind of uh, trapped. He was. He was. Uh, had no other alternative. He had. They had shown previously that the PKE meter had a taser. Um, mm, the theory oh, was he tased himself. Sure. Tased himself a heart attack. I'll take to, it. To in order to not be possessed. possessed. I can yeah, see the, them man. a putting that into the movie and then b cutting it the hell out. Yeah. I mean, having oh. not uh, put that That's visual dark. together, my theory I had given myself was like, oh, he had a cyanide capsule in a, in a false <laughs> tooth. You know, that was something Dune. like that. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> you know, Phoebe uh, found that PKE meter right under the chair he died right. in. Right. That right. is so. yeah. dark. That Head is cannon. interesting. My new uh, is I mean, everything about Egon that. in this movie is dark. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Unrecognizably dark from yeah. his character. Uh, speaking of that was the... something that I did have um, a, an eyebrow raise about. And, and like, you know, like Zach said before, like, I'll accept it because I like the movie. So I just hand wave it. But as I was watching in the movie, I was like, no one believed Egon. He has a lot of I know. physical Speak, evidence. No yeah. one would. That because was, based yeah. on one phone call from a stranger, he got the original Ghostbusters to show up in Oklahoma in gear based on right. nothing. Egon couldn't send a photograph? Yeah, well, he had a I lot also, of proof. He had a lot of proof. I kind of like, I can't, we, we were talking about reshoots earlier. I can't help but wonder the possibility if the reshoots were with the original Ghostbusters. Hmm. I am curious if they were even written into the script before. They didn't need to be there. They did not no. need to be there. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah, and they should, yeah. like, I, I, they were on the green screen. They were, I feel like they were shooting around people's availability. I don't know. I would believe if 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 they said that yeah, that was that, something that they they just happened to work out at the end, so they wanted to go with mm-hmm. it. That was a big sticking point with me too. Is is it mm-hmm. just felt so out of character for especially Ray? Ray, yeah. I know, fully on board because yeah. he's like they Ray were like the partners. That, yeah. They were the two always yeah. fighting together. Yeah, you mm-hmm. know what I I wanted so badly because I also felt like that that brought the movie to a halt. I sort of like my eyes glazed during that part, and I. I spaced the out phone call bit. no during the oh. end whenever the ghostbusters show up oh. i think what would have been an amazing moment because the rest of that scene building up to you know like them trying to get gozer in place and like bust her or him um whenever um lucky kicks down the door i think if that had been ray that would have been so exciting just like not mm. have any preamble just incorporate him into the scene if it if it just been him and no one no other ghostbuster i oh. think that would have been awesome it's it's it's, it's kind of a damned if you do damned if you don't for me because as much as the OG Ghostbusters in this didn't really work for me the one I wanted to see most was Venkman because we've mm. seen Ray come back willingly enough mm-hmm. and Casper. I I'm used to Ernie you're right exactly Casper and I'm used to Ernie Hudson being the one who shows up to all the events so the one who's hardest to get is the one I wanted to see and I will say in terms of their writing as much as there was a mystery ingredient that was missing from Bill Murray as Venkman here for me, it was the closest for me. I, I, I liked it. I, I liked yeah. Venkman. 
coming back. Hmm. He he, it, it, it's a it, you're it's it's a it's a mystery uh, flavor that that is re- it was really missing throughout the movie. It, um, not for lack of effort. Mm-hmm. He was trying. Like I felt like he was really going for it in no, a way we yeah. haven't seen Bill Murray go for it in a long time. Uh, but it was just something the whole movie I couldn't quite get over of just like Egon, the way they painted him, like, it, and I don't think he's redeemed at the end for being right. He still did horrible yeah. things with a family well, that he apparently had during the first movie because Carrie Coon was like four when ghost, when the original <laughs> Ghostbusters happened. Well, hmm. And while he was collecting all of her pictures and keeping tags on her life, he couldn't have called. No, I, I really didn't understand the full. The man you know. saved the entire yeah. world. <laughs> you don't give him a little bit of slack. Uh, <laughs> and and like he's such a man of science and logic. You don't think that he could explain in a way to the rest of the Ghostbusters that would make sense to them? Yeah, he's I don't... just rambling like a crazy person. If anything, doesn't... he's he's the one they look to. Yeah, for those things, for those prompts. What what do we need to do and when and why? Right. It does not make sense. Well, it's a different version of the same issue that's in Ghostbusters 2, which is no one believes them now. I I was going to say that, too. It it committed the cardinal sin of Ghostbusters 2 of not having them be successful celebrities for saving the whole world. (laughs) But that is, that has always been the problem with any Ghostbusters sequel is how do you, you can't put it back in the box, but then Mm -hmm. the entire fabric of reality needs to be changed then. And that's not, that's not any fun. So I don't know how you do it. I I love the way that, well, because you can, but then you get back into like the original pitch for Ghostbusters with like, you know, fighting multidimensional, um, I mean, why haven't they Monsters expanded the still 30 years later? I mean, they kind of have in this one because the, the, kids the, the drug are of a teen. nostalgia. Yeah. But unfortunately, the, I mean, the difference is that with the second movie it was like they were just trying to photocopy the first movie and make it again. Yeah. This one was trying to do something new, but needed to do the old. It ended up photocopying it more stint. than two. Yeah. <laughs> At least yeah, two it's... threw in some new ideas. I think that was another thing that really bugged me is uh, that yeah. what what really shines about the original is Aykroyd and Ramus's like crazy specifics. Like Aykroyd is mm. such a nerd with this ghost stuff that the the script just like sings with all with everything that you love about the movie. And and it just like I wanted something different this felt to me like ghostbusters jr and in and in being (laughs) that felt even though obviously high budget looked great straight to video in terms of what the story was and how they fit everything in what podcast Uh, needed to be is more stance he he needed because because we had we had young egon we needed someone who was so well-versed in the ghost world of it all that he could throw out all these new things mm. that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, it needed an Ackroyd pass. Ackroyd needed to like look at the script and be like, all right, here's a crazy thing. Here's a, you know, here's, here's yeah. more, here's a different type of slime. I, I feel like I'm going to be a kind of weird in between because I didn't, I, I, I'm like not 
crazy about the original Ghostbusters. I like mm-hmm. them. I think they're mm-hmm. fun movies, but I didn't grow up with them or anything like that. I feel like any similarities with this movie from the first one is a reaction to the poor reception of the 2016 Ghostbusters. I think we even watched a review and I didn't agree at the time, but I, I agree now. This movie was kind of doing what uh, Force Awakens oh, did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Like, yeah, 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 like like okay, yeah. you didn't like this other stuff, but here's the stuff you like and remember. And I think that worked for some people, but not for others. This one made me. Th- this one ranks fourth below the reboot to me, 2016, only because of my remembrance of having more fun and more laughs in the reboot. I in the reboot. Had... I'll give it this: like they had a different villain, a different yeah, that's uh, threat. That's big. Different equipment just different the reboot a a lot of the problems i had with that were kind of just not wanting them to photocopy anything like i just don't want them to relayer you know an idea that already worked and is not going to work better doing it again i didn't hate the movie i just didn't feel anything Mm. like i wanted to one of the things that did work for me was mckenna grace she was Love fantastic, her. and I thought her character was very, very full. Where in a movie like this, I felt like a problem I was having with almost with, with everybody else besides her was nobody really arced because they were all just filling in as we need this a, a character like this to do this. I, and I, I was I called w- them a. Uh... Two, two and a half dimensional characters. <laughs> like, I don't know what any of those characters do in a situation kind of outside what I've seen. Right. Because I don't feel like I have enough of a shape of them. Right. But her, you got entirely who she was through her performance and through the writing, and you got to see her character arc. She did arc pretty quickly. You know, she didn't know where she fit in. She gets to the town, she fits in. But it was <laughs> a nice thing yeah, to I see. I never make friends, yeah. and then she has a friend the first yeah. day. While Zach was talking, I thought of a question for him. Uh, what I really liked about this movie a lot, one of the things I liked was that you got to see kids bust ghosts. And they're mm. the ones who are afraid of ghosts historically and me. And mm. none of us have any kids, but you are notably a father. So I didn't mm. know what kind of what does this mm. through that lens look like? I um, it didn't really hit me as a dad uh i uh i guess i don't mind i kids busting ghosts i like it sure every everyone gets to bust ghosts let, him, <laughs> let everyone get get the dog busting ghosts i just like ghost busting i think that's that's just something that resonates with you a lot travis because that's that's the the children busting ghosts mm. and that being poignant because that's one of the same reasons you like dr sleep <laughs> that's true Mm. because mm. dr sleep gives you personally the tools to combat the ghosts you're afraid of they busted a lot more case... ghosts in that movie than in ghosts. <laughs> yeah 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 yep yeah you you like to put yourself in the movie travis you like to to well, say I'm there. isn't that yeah. everyone though like that's yeah, kind of the whole point of movies <laughs> oh sure what if yeah, i were in this other, world paul yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i just don't i don't as often as Travis, I don't think, or at least consciously, look to movies to solve my my <laughs> traumas and problems and well, look, uh, these personal Ghostbusters issues. Ghostbusters and The Shining are two specific movies that, with their specific ghosts, mm. scared me oh, in childhood. Okay, I was so sense. I yeah. jumped 
every single time they tried to make that terror dog do something scary in this movie, I jumped out of my seat. So scary. Very I, effective. I will say that, you know, whereas the first one, they're obviously, they're scientists studying ghosts. They're obsessed with ghosts. They love, they're getting into the ghost. The kids in this one didn't seem to be affected by the uh. knowledge that ghosts are real. Especially McKenna Grace, who, yeah. like, when she discovers the ghost of her dead grandfather, isn't, like, science. Like, this before she knew, she before Paul Rudd told her about the Ghostbusters. And to just stumble onto one should have been a bit more of a mindfuck, you know? For her, I will take it. Because I think that what they establish very well about her is that she... And she, I think, even has a line where she says, I don't show emotions like or even process emotions like normal people do i feel like she she's sort of like egon in that way although not a funny way but what i what drove me crazy throughout the movie was nobody was affected by ghosts paul rudd lets a ghost out it flies away and they forget about it by well, the next scene he's hitting on he, the mom no troubles no concerns knew about ghosts in the 80s i know he but he just let one out i mean he there's there's i mean knowing about them and experiencing i'm responsible for what you know let's let's check it out that that i understand i also had an issue with how many times throughout the movie somebody said something to the effect of what the hell just happened or what the hell was that and they would say it halfway into a sequence where they've already actively been chasing a ghost in a ghost car like uh, uh mike from stranger things whose name i'll never remember from this movie uh, trevor because he's trevor. They say it like once literally yeah he i forget he's in the movie most of the time <laughs> they're almost finished with their and also my absolute favorite scene i have to assume most people's favorite scene in the movie the gunner seat muncher chase Oh, uh, you know why? Because we haven't seen the gunner seat or the RC trap in a Ghostbusters right. movie before. It was something <clears throat> new in the yes. Ghostbusters world. And it was a blast. And after we got it, I was so disappointed to go back to not that, anything that wasn't that. Pace for this movie was a big problem for me. It really felt like a crawl. Um, and as much as I enjoyed McKenna's arc, as I've said her storyline wasn't fun. It was very serious and uh, emotionless. And I felt like that was sort of the pace of the movie was uh, we're waiting for the stuff to happen. And then the stuff doesn't happen with the exception of the gunner sequence in the middle. And then the end, which, uh, you know, was just the same. Plus the fact that we saw what the solution was right at the beginning, I think factored in a lot too. Because there wasn't any like waiting for the reveal of how are they gonna fix it either. I, I didn't feel like the movie was slow at all. I thought it was like a very and you know what my uh, my second compelling. favorite scene to go back to um, Paul's point about McKenna Grace's uh, not being funny. Um, my second favorite scene is her standing up to Gozer and telling jokes. I thought <laughs> yeah. that was great. Yeah, 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 that was great. Uh, I yeah. thought the jokes were really funny, and I mm -hmm. loved her like blase attitude towards being by this powerful god yeah, yeah. it was when very she, established, she felt she very vanquished in that scene it was great she establishes mm. that uh overstimulation calms her so right that's and also why she's so also, blase throughout the film i also feel like the, their attitude is very kids these days but in in a positive way i say that like 
yeah, go kids, go. Mm -hmm. I'm like, they don't, they are not as phased and don't care about the things the way that we do. Cause we grew up in the, you know, the eighties and nineties and we're all white. So everything was like more or less fine for us. Um, and, but then these kids, they grew up and they just like the world was on fire as they were born. So if they see a ghost, they're like, oh, that's yeah. also scary, I guess. Muncher, <laughs> Muncher is a, essentially an assault rifle. Oh, yeah. yeah. Is firing yeah. Wow. these bullets of, of metal at them. And they're okay with that. They they purposefully yeah. let him out, even though he could just start firing at them because they're mm. a kid who has a metal detector in their school and it has this active shooter drill. Wow. Damn. Yeah. Incidentally, I adore that bit of this. This script was so tight. Like things that they just like establish very fluidly and come back later and uh, come up so naturally is just so good. But I loved how like, they established that Muncher eats metal. He munches. He's in, yeah. Yeah. He munches. Yeah, he munches. <laughs> he, he's, he's trapped with the. He's trapped with all the weapons that they need. Uh -huh. How do they get the weapons? Yeah, Muncher. that was nice. Yeah, that worked out. That was nice. That's great. Um, yeah. Did anyone else find the cameos distracting? And I'm not talking about yes. the Ghostbusters. I'm talking any, J.K. Simmons. I'm oh, talking Olivia yeah. Wilde. I know. Well, well we were distracted trying to figure out who she was. We did. We, we could we not recognize her, but. Uh, J.K. Yeah, Simmons, I, I didn't find distracting. I love a good, I love a good Drew Barrymore cameo. Like, hey, it's J.K. Simmons. J.K. We tore him in half. Like, I, yeah. I love uh, that more than it just being like a cool looking guy. Yeah. Hmm. In my comedy way. movies, at least. Yeah. Uh, well, again, for me, this was not a comedy movie as much as I wanted it to be. Olivia Wilde, distracting for me, only because I wanted confirmation, and you don't even get it in the end credits. And I was just so weird. certain it was her. Uh, oh, and job. I'm glad to know. And I have my confirmation finally. Whew. And they did a good um, job. She looked very much yeah. like the original Gozer. And I understand how you can't have the original Gozer. Yeah, it sure. To be an ageless god, but right. Uh, it still was like, I don't know. It 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 took me out of it because we know, like from the first one, who Evo Shandor is, and we've seen Gozer yeah. before. And so seeing a celebrity in those roles yeah. makes it feel like i'm watching the celebrity yes and, like, and i and waiting to see yeah. what they're gonna do yeah because i would rather uh, yeah i would rather think of that as evo not jk but as soon as you see him it's jk mm -hmm. yeah and, it's and if jk and if, and if jk yeah. simmons had a cameo as just like a no name or whatever then it, it would have been all right i don't know i mm -hmm. I, I don't know I'm I felt JK, similarly being yeah, yeah and a, as a character I know as a guy I don't it could just be J.K. Simmons in the movie looking into the mm -hmm. camera going like are you seeing this and I'd be like I am J.K. Also he didn't really like feel like a demonic cult leader to me in the one line mm -hmm. that he had <laughs> I don't know no. yeah yeah that might be way too it, it was played for laughs definitely I mean that whole also, concept yeah. why did Egon leave that body there in the like years that he had the little trap set up to keep the souls down he could he obviously he saw evo like reanimating once or twice i mean Maybe perhaps like indiana jones thing and if he he doesn't have yeah. another body to slide onto the slab, oh <laughs> it's a weight I, thing i was i mean perhaps whatever magic was keeping evo alive also like it was a protection spell you know, if we're if we're buying one thing, I guess, you know, yeah, have to buy the other. Maybe he just didn't have anybody else to help him lift the other end. <laughs> it's like all right, of the <laughs> casket. He's like, I can't he get him there. <laughs> I sent Ray dozens of emails with photos yeah. of Evo. <laughs> <laughs> what I felt uh, lacking throughout the movie was the fun and the funny. 
that I wanted, you know, given that the original that I consider basically a perfect movie is, you know, comedy first. Having said all that, I'm not dinging anybody's performance. I think everybody brought everything they could to what they did. What I, I, my dinging is all script or what I felt were very poor attempts at humor. I felt like the humor we were supposed to get from this movie was all Paul Rudd and podcast. I begrudgingly laughed at one thing podcast said. Paul Rudd, I didn't even think was Paul Ruddy enough. You know, I, there was something that I was really expecting a lot from him. I don't him know. Did you see the way he it. just, he just, it was, hey, Paul, so for this scene, you're going to walk from that aisle over to the ice cream. Just, <laughs> oh, just walk that, is fine. Oh. And his little, it was, and that's di- how, yeah. So we it, all walked towards ice cream, I, I guess. I'll <laughs> admit, I was like, I was still on board. I was wanting, I was trying very hard to like it. The mm. Walmart scene is where I think it finally lost me. Um, it just, it well, it's when it became cookie cutter third act of mm. the original and and also i don't know it's too slick too shiny yeah. too product placey and i'm fine with product placement but this was just i don't know and i mean you know there's any number of fill-ins you could give for why the state puff marshmallow men are coming out of a bag not looking like marshmallows but fully formed men with hats it doesn't translate to what we know about where the first one came from at all. So you really have to do the work yourself and then no no answer is satisfying really. Like well that was the the thing about that scene is mm-hmm. that I I literally just kind of have to like what's the metaphor? Lay down my arms and let you and pass into my country cuz like as I'm watching and of course surprising surely at this point no one I love mm. that scene because mm. I love the Marshmallow Man. So I love his many suicidal babies. I... Now, if you're <laughs> asking me as a reasonable adult who is having a, a attempting to have a deconstructive conversation about this movie on a podcast for public consumption, I can't just sit back and go, but they're cute. <laughs> I have to acknowledge that there is literally not even an attempt given in the movie to explain why that is happening. No other mascots are coming to life. And then Nothing they... else supernatural is even happening. And then they just appear in the car later. Yeah, in a very kids gremlins. movie style. Yes. You loved them. Here they are. I loved them. Yeah. And, I, and uh, I did. I clapped the uh, whole it, way it, through that scene. Yeah, it really is like what, what you, I guess, what you're expecting, what you want from the movie. Because, yes, the mm. Walmart scene makes no sense. But, my God, it is so I, funny. I will <laughs> give it to you that I found the initial marshmallow adorable the stretching i mean (laughs) adorable adorable and i you know i'm regret saying not paul ruddy enough because you don't get more ruddy than the walk the (laughs) jamoka i was gonna say i think that movie blue velvet do you (laughs) that scene sure do you think Uh, that was a reshoot yes and they dialed up the rud in the reshoots they dialed up the rud. I'm sure that was added because someone went, oh, did you guys on purpose only put two ghosts in this whole movie? And they yeah. said, I've got it. We're going to reshoot the the dog get rud scene. We're going to do it in a Walmart. Baskin yeah. Robbins is going to pay for it. Marshmallow Man for your trailer. Marshmallow Man for your mascot for your Ecto-1 at Hardee's. And boom, perhaps boom, boom. they also said there's, you know, we're getting a lot of notes about lack of laughs. 
and then Jason Reitman, my buddy, by the way, and this all of this pains me to say because <laughs> my good friend Jason Reitman, uh, there will be a picture posted of two of us in close proximity. You know, I love the guy. I want the best for him. Perhaps he said to Paul Rudd, "Look, anything you can do, get us laughing as soon as you walk in." He goes, "Oh, I got it." You know what? He <laughs> also he yeah. does that same exact run, and Lauren and I have been doing that at each other since we saw the movie. When he's like post post key key master pre coitus with the um the gatekeeper he like does his little paul rudd run over to her that's mm. also the scene where she tears her clothes off and clothes off and has the the dana dress mm. i'm wondering if that is also a reshoot and if mm. some of the reshoots mm. were like we need to actually put more yeah laser beams and ghostbuster ghostbuster mm. tm stuff in this movie because you guys have spent an entire movie doing a like character study on a child for only lauren and travis to enjoy Mm -hmm. I feel like he was doing a Rick Moranis run in that scene. It's a, but it's certainly mm. infused with sure, the ruddiest of stumbles. I feel like mm -hmm. it was definitely inspired by Rick Moranis. Like, yeah, the, that's mm. yeah. It's just Vince The, the, Cloak, the, key, the original his, key math. Yeah, that's, that's his yeah, run. He, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, all right. Well, I missed the perfect transition because Zach actually said it. I want to pay tribute to slash blatantly steal from Travis and Lauren's other podcast. I've never oh. seen Star Trek. And perhaps to a moment it lost you, moment it got oh. you. Um, it on. sounds to me as though everyone's answered this but me, though, because I'm going to say, Travis and Lauren, it got you right away. Mm -hmm. as, soon as, like, as soon as I had big, scary, grumpy, mad scientist Egon, I was like, go. One of my favorite sensations in the movie was the very, very beginning. And how I leaned over to Kim and said, this is the music. This is how the first one starts. This is how, that's, exactly, that's exactly the music. I got very excited the first 15 seconds of the movie because there was thunder. There was theremin. There was organ. I was like, this is, this is it. Yeah. 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 They're bringing us back in moment all those games. i felt the loss and it wasn't i also came back you know like it got me lost me got me lost me there was no like lost i'm never coming back because the gunner scene obviously it's gonna jolt you a little bit pretty close to the beginning they get to the house and an earthquake happens and they all go under the table and mike from stranger things says is it fracking to which the mother says it's fracking annoying and i hated <laughs> the world just to go back a split second where we were talking about how nothing podcast did was funny the the one thing i did find that uh, he did was funny was funny because it fixed my problem with the movie for a second it was the tibetan death whistle yeah tibetan yeah. death whistle i thought that was funny and it was also a new specific that was ghosty yeah it was yeah. a cool old acroidy thing yeah and the sound actually was really funny too yeah, it was a stressful sound. Yeah, mm -hmm. my... I'm with Muncher. I would have, I would have spat at those kids too <laughs> yeah. if I was eating food and he did that to me. Yeah, Muncher. You know, he, I, I, I got him. I got where he was coming from. He was, I mean, Slimer. You know, uh, he's fun and you know people love him and stuff. But I got when he was captured. I didn't. I wasn't sad for him. Yeah, you were like, good. Uh, this guy. Yeah, like he's a control. mess. He's really. Yeah, he really takes advantage. Muncher. I was like. Oh, they made us like him so much. I felt like Will yeah. Smith at the beginning of Men in Black when he's looking uh -huh. at all the aliens not to shoot. And I'm like, this this little water bear yeah. thing just wants to eat. Maybe if we give him like a plate of chains but, or something. But I don't know. Like spaghetti. In the same uh, breath, 
I I like Slimer because he's just a big old gross slob that likes to eat <laughs> hot dogs. Muncher <laughs> is violent. He yeah. like he is dangerous. Slimer's not going to yeah. hurt anyone. He's just going to get you all slimy. Yeah, that's true. That's, that's true. no, you're was, right. It was a very. I do agree that I did want more ghosts. Even in the ghost montage, you get like two. You get, like, the minor, you get two. And you get the eyeball thing. Yeah. yeah, they're such marvelous designs. I really, yeah. really miss which not are both more. callbacks. There's yeah. not an original ghost. Who yeah. was the? Who was the? It's from the cartoon. The cartoon. It's from the animated oh, series. Yeah. As it. is the gunner steed. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think the thing that I really couldn't get over with over. Even from the start, and I, you know, I knew this from the trailer, so it was hard. I was, I was like hoping for more context to kind of like. I was so sad for Egon. He lived a miserable yeah. life. This character who I really enjoyed, who was this yeah. like source of joy. He was always like, even though he was stoic and science, he was goofy. He collected funguses and he loved taking puppies away from small children. And just to know that he was this just like miserable loner who didn't have any friends the last 20, 25 years of his life is sucks. Yeah. And I I hate that that is the ultimate fate of this character. Well, and to that point, I think the sequence where they try to make everything okay when they bring Ghost Egon back at the end, um, I had a couple issues with it. One being this uncanny Valley issue that I can't get over quite. It just yeah. seems weird and a little disrespectful to well, bring usually a I'm, person. I'm very yeah. against that kind of thing. Like not very, yeah. but it just, it's a, it's a little icky. Yeah. Morally. That's what it more so. Yeah. But mm-hmm. Harold Ramis, I kind of think is like a one exception. The fact that like ghostbusters was such an important, like he kept trying to get more yeah. ghostbusters movies made. I, yeah. um, I, I like it. It's it seems okay to me personally. The, I can't speak the, for anyone yeah. else, but with given this the context of the movie, even if you didn't like it, I think uh, what they were doing with that moment and with that character, sure, um, and having the other Ghostbusters on screen with him for a final time, um, it does feel yeah. like yeah. Because I will, I say almost give I, it a pass. It, yeah, yeah. I, I I didn't like that scene because I didn't like when the movie that I was enjoying had to stop cold so that three men could come on and. <laughs> blow kisses and wave at the <laughs> camera take their time just, yeah and then just restart the scene i was already in <laughs> fail at it and then yeah. i have to start my movie back over and i'm like oh, 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 can we please yeah. i'm trying to do i something. sort of lost so, the thread of what was happening yeah honestly yeah. like i forgot what we were trying to do i thought that scene was great like i was even like not being a huge fan i was so emotional like the second like it showed like he was helping uh phoebe Mm-hmm. control the proton thing mm-hmm. i thought that was so lovely i thought that the cg looked great i think like as far as the uncanny valley thing i have a theory that people think cg looks weird just because intellectually they know. know that cannot sure. be that person uh-huh. like he is past uh-huh. and i, I so I, you're I, looking I, for the things that are different that makes right, sense yeah right mm-hmm. uh, i think that it was I, I i think they did it respectfully because they didn't give him any lines Okay. Yeah, I think they leaned too much into it. You saw it too much. And it was I too much. It because yeah. it was definitely not a <laughs> yeah. human. Well, um, yeah. if it was just his hands helping Phoebe hold the thing, yeah. Uh, that I think that would have got like, see, yeah. his, see well, his face like once, right at the end, right before he goes to heaven. Yeah, but but you. No. It, 
how it happens. No, he becomes Stardust. <laughs> right, because yeah. we are Stardust. Yeah. Yeah. He returned. I loved okay, it. Right. I thought it was great. I thought that well, was fine. That kind of fit in the Ghostbusters world, I thought, of just like, oh, yeah, now he's yeah. one with the universe or whatever. Um, yeah. I mean, but, I, yeah, it just oh, yeah. you saw too many facial expressions. Yeah, you had and it, well, be, yeah. it became yeah. a performance instead of a nod to his yeah. I got his yeah. memory. That makes sense. I, I mean, yeah. I was touched early on by just invisible Egon, and I'm not mm. opposed. To I thought that was him. a very smart way to do it without it yeah. getting weird. Yeah, I don't think there's any way around keeping him silent. I think, as to your point, spend a little bit less time focusing on him. The silence seems a little less strange because ghosts make noise. We know that. He's not incapable of speech. Slimer goes, yeah. Muncher goes, you know, the librarian goes. Yeah, 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 exactly. So, yeah, I think a little less time would have helped. I had a hang up because I know what older Harold Ramis looked like. He was a bigger man. And all of the Ghostbusters, they don't look their best uh, nowadays. You know, they look better they as young they men. They ugly his face up but enough they, the th- they thinned him out. You know, ah. they made him uh, look more like classic Egon, which I understand to some extent. But to me, it was a little bit like, well, if, they, if he was alive, they wouldn't have said, Harold, we need you to lose 25 pounds if you're going to be Egon again. Like, they would take him as was. So that stuck out to me. However, I have a quote from his estate, from his family, that that undercuts that. Dearest Uh, Paul and Travis. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) The finish scene was so satisfying. They could have done him as this jolly Santa type, but that wouldn't have been true to the character. He was in great shape, nice and trim. My dad would have loved that. So officially, (laughs) I have to be okay with it. Uh, You know what, Paul? I, I respect that you brought up a problem you had and then brought up legal reasons you were wrong. And I had to. It. I think that's yeah. very big of you. <laughs> Seeing Egon teach her that he's a ghost and he can follow her with the PKE by starting with the chess piece, then mm. letting her see it, then moving the thing. I really enjoyed that slow train track pace. If I if the funny had worked for me, I wouldn't have noticed the pace, or I I wouldn't have called out the pace. I would have. I think there is a version of this project in which i would have forgiven you know waiting forever for the ghosts to show up and for the thing to that we know is going to happen to happen i think i could have gotten over that had every joke been hitting um also had every b storyline been going somewhere interesting what the parents dating well the parents dating you know really just kind of seemed to happen to make them the dogs uh Mm. uh and then uh, Mike from Stranger Things and Lucky went nowhere, wasn't anything new, didn't really give me a sense of their personalities. There just wasn't, uh, you know, there, there wasn't anything else to keep me in my seat and not squirming. The um, a thing that kind of got to me, too, is, is nostalgia without context. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. There's a crunch bar, there's a Twinkie. Yeah. But it's just there. Uh, the Twinkie in the first one had context. It was part of a metaphor. This mm. was just a Twinkie in a glove box. It, the Twinkie almost winked at the audience. It, yeah. And, I, and, there were and that's few... it. I just need context. If you're going to throw nostalgia stuff at, at us, that's great. I love it. Yeah. It's a good endorphin. Um, uh-huh. I just need yeah. it. In order to feel something, I need it to have some sort of purpose. Going back to the mini marshmallow men. 
and them being in the car for no reason. Then podcast comes out of the car covered in the shaving cream, marshmallow mm-hmm. cream, which again, clearly supposed to be a big non and we're all supposed to love it. I was already annoyed they were there. Mm-hmm. And then he comes out and I go, you know what? This is a practical effect you could have updated because it looks like shaving cream. <laughs> in something like this, you know, like a 20 year later, 30 year later Ghostbuster sequel. Obviously, we're all showing up for the same thing, which is what we remember, but different. Mm. Like reference the old stuff, because if you don't reference it, then we're just doing a different movie. And I don't know why I'm here. But if you're just doing the old, if it's just references, then like I can just go watch that first one better. Right. right. So I think the the problem, as we as we're all finding out right mm. now, is that it's going to be season to taste. Like, mm. are, are those references going to be too much? Is that going to be not enough? Is can you just ignore when he says? Who are you going to call or the crunch bar or is right. the whipped cream going to really bother you? Um, mm. And I don't, I'm not here to say that there's a correct ratio for anyone, but I am saying that that's what, but, if you're having a lot of arguments about this movie in your life, it might be because you're trying to force your ratio onto someone else. But could it be dealt with better? I mean, could it be more eloquently written or carefully placed? I think yes, because it does happen correctly often enough. There are certainly things in the movie that I could very, very easily bring up and be like, well, I think that they, because here's one Um, Mm. for the Ray stance scene, the phone call scene. I didn't love the scene, but it's it's the only direct and blatant reference to canonizing Ghostbusters 2. So because of the store. Yes. Yes. Beyond what Janine's Janine's animal print um, outfit. That's like our only Ghostbusters 2 reference at all. So I'm fine Mm. with it. The only thing that I didn't like about it is there's no reason for him to be on that phone call with a literal child unless she says at the top, I'm Egon Spangler's granddaughter. Yeah. Then he'll That listen. entire scene, I was like, tell tell him who you are. I was yeah. okay with that because obviously that's a, that's a point of soreness for him. So people often have a, 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 a way of um, just venting to people, opening up to people about stuff, mm-hmm. that, stuff like that. Hmm. So I'll give it a I'll give it a pass for that reason. It will, but that venting about the one issue, which all of us don't even care for his perspective on that as a character. Anyway, <laughs> that aside, he doesn't need to say Bankman uh, is doing this. Winston went and got his PhD right. <laughs> and made a bunch of money. It was just sort of this weird expository that's, dump. That's, that's one of the reasons I think that the uh, scene at the end with the Ghostbusters might be a reshoot because hmm. I think that. If you look at the movie as if it just has that one scene with Dan Aykroyd in his shop, and then the two post-credit scenes, mm. they live right out of the movie. Okay, I it, I'm now reminded of the first post-credit scene, which big fail for me, like one of the biggest fails. I mean, it was which it, one was the first one? The Sigourney Weaver scene. Tell it, tell us why, and I'm going to tell you why you're wrong. Oh, okay. <laughs> what was that? What were they doing? Why was she here? Why? I mean, I my assumption is the reason they put that in there was that scene has uh, in online or whoever, perhaps the fans have talked about that scene as being a scene of Venkman in which he's not likable because he's doing something oh. a little bit seedy. And this is the payback for mm-hmm. him doing that. I understand that. We okay. do need context. We, you cannot just throw us into Dana and Peter are there. They still know each other. We don't know the relationship. We don't know why he's hooked up to a machine. We don't know. I mean, it, it, it was just, especially for someone, let's say there's a kid. This is their first Ghostbusters movie. What the hell was that? What happened? <laughs> that's that's really, guy. really strange. Yeah. yeah, here's why you're wrong. <laughs> um, no, I don't. Um, 
<laughs> this whole movie, the thing that really got me, like I told you, is Egon's like sad end. Mm. I, the characters that we spent two movies with, you want to leave. You want them to end up better than they started. That's kind of okay. like at least most storytelling. I, I know you can have downer stories too, but anyway, this is a comedy. It's fun. We like these characters. We want them to be happy. And this movie was all no, no, no. The characters aren't happy. They're sad. Right. <laughs> They're they had bad lives. You remember yeah. how much fun they had when they were younger? They did not have any fun later, and they were not. sad. And and rightfully so. Not Winston. Yeah, he got true. his PhD, he's a doctor now, mm -hmm. and he made a bunch of money. But that it. first post credit yeah. scene, yeah. I took as they are still together, they're still in love, they're still happy to be around Maybe. each other, and this was like a flirty game they were playing. They were flirting, <laughs> they were having they were doing a weird role play. And I I found it delightful because it was two characters who were happy, who like okay. ended up in a good place in their life. I like this movie because okay. it's the kind of Ghostbusters movie I would write where everything's sad and decimated <laughs> and it's a little bit like the first one and there's some cute fat ghosts. It's not always easy to see your heroes fall from grace, but mm. it happens. It's realistic, mm. you know, like come down into the gutter yeah. with me. It actually yeah. feels new. So often I'm on the side of probably shouldn't be a sequel because you don't get to choose where it goes. When you have your perfect vision, you have your perfect story, re-exploring it might not always be the fun you want. You know, it could be dark. As long as it works and, and the characters feel like the characters, generally speaking, I'm happy. Last thing I want to complain about is a specific moment. They're in the car, back in that gunner seat, First of all, I don't like that you don't see actually see Phoebe hit the other dog. Not sure why that had to be off screen. That's a minor gripe. The thing that stuck with me as an issue was the mom, she's back from being a dog. She looks at her daughter. She says, Phoebe, you're, it's time to say I'm a Ghostbuster because it's what she is now. And it's the title of the movie and it's what we want to hear. But she says, I'm a scientist. My guess is that was supposed to be a nod to the back off man. I'm a scientist, but you got to take too many steps to get there. It was just, it just hung out there in a weird way. For I, me. I, I, I understand. I, yeah. did they, did anyone say Ghostbuster in that movie? Just or do well, they say Paul Rudd. Yeah. Paul, Paul, Rudd. Yeah. Paul Rudd does say it. Okay. Then yeah. never mind. I like yeah. that moment for the same reason you hate it. Mm. I like that they're like like bringing it all the way up and they're like, ah, but we're not going to say it because mm. that's what everyone's expecting. We're not going to do it. So I liked it for that reason. It's interesting because I feel like the whole <laughs> the whole movie was like, let's shock you with the stuff. You're going to go, oh, it's the trap. Oh, it's the Twinkie. Oh, it's the, you know, like yeah. you want to. And then and then that one. Those were the moments I just had yeah. to like sort of cough my th like you know yeah. up Twinkie on screen for three full seconds. Yeah, like, <clears throat> all right, let's he, he go. had let's to go. explain yeah. it to me. That 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 was like a moment yeah. that stood more, out. More, and I cannot say this enough. More fat ghosts. I want to see <laughs> yes. a sandy little ghost with a puffy face run away because he's hungry. I, I got uh, last year. I think I can't. Was it Mondo? I don't know. Someone put out like a Tobin Spirit Guide book, a real book, um, and it's beautiful. It's got amazing illustrations of all the different types of ghosts, the different spooks and specters, different mm. legends that the Ghostbusters either like bought in the cartoon or just the, like stuff that Aykroyd has nerded out about somewhere got into this book and it's brilliant and it's beautiful. 
and I wish they would have used any of it in the movie <laughs> instead of just going back to the Zool Gozer route. Yeah, because we've seen that one already. There's so many other cool, spooky ghosts they could have gone to, and other other threats to the world than just Gozer again. It's an interesting thing to do because, as sort of has been pointed out, this this one specifically was geared toward kids i mean it, obviously they wanted our nostalgia votes but they're trying to bring in the new people and the new people don't care about gozer or or any of that that you know they're not they're not the ones picking up on the mythology but also it kind of messes with that mythology for the nostalgia people because it's like oh yeah evo shandor built a building and then he bought a town and he built the well, town, you know. Actually, uh, I think you'll find that if you want to build an entire building out of a very <laughs> special metal yeah. in New York in the 20s, you also need to own a town that's just <laughs> mine for your special metal. That's so for me, that enhanced the first one. I was like, that makes perfect sense. You can't mm. just, own, you don't only have metropolitan New York building money and no extra dollars. I don't know why let's he get, was buried, why he had his tomb there. And also on the wall that had all the dates of when Gozer might appear. Did that mean uh, Evo knew that 1984 wasn't going to work out for him? <laughs> It'd be really funny if 84 had worked out and then you watched him pop up in Oklahoma and go <laughs> in the car. Um, okay, so my questions uh, for these showdown follow-ups. Uh, one, should... In this case, these movies, Ghostbusters 1 and 2, even have a sequel. Yeah. Yes. We, well, yeah. All yeah. yeses, right. Me, no. Lawrence I Mally, mean, that's there's of. nothing, uh, you don't want nothing surprising about these answers. I mean, uh, they keep doing it, and it keeps... No, no, no. I'm sorry. Respect the game, Jim. Do you think these <laughs> movies should have sequels or not? Do Maybe you think... I want a spinoff. Hmm. I say no sequel. I say yes, spinoff. Okay. That's what I would prefer. Hair same with no, like a same with like Men in Black. Let's mm. see a different office, and we did, Just and that's in that didn't work out either. But you know, yeah. <laughs> what anyway. you're describing okay. is Men in Black International. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I agree. I agree with you. You don't need to stick with the main four. Uh, yeah, that was my least favorite part of of this movie. Mm. Was the but you know I always need more busting ghosts. If yeah, you want to bust a ghost, ghost, I'll show up. I'll buy a ticket. I'll it's... sit in the audience. Okay. Second question. Do we concede our champion from the Ghostbusters 2 episode written by Zach White, Ghostbusters something strange. That was our declared mm. winner. Does this sequel change that? Do we concede that this should be the sequel and something strange is right out? Okay. Well, see, so here's the position I'm finding myself in. Just doing some social math here. My my options are to Zach's face, <laughs> a a friend and colleague that I've had since 2014. Tell him the movie you didn't like should replace your creative effort. Mm. I'm gonna get real close or to the I camera can... so you can see yeah. the reaction <laughs> as my heart sinks. Or I have to say that a movie that exists in my hand is not preferable. Mm. to a thought and i do not like i do not like these paths in the road before me okay i'll so go I'm first have to... yeah <laughs> i will go first and i will say i do not i do not concede i do not think we should concede i think actually the four to five pitches we went over that episode mine my other one zach's zach's other one 
Travis is from college. <laughs> All better than this. All better than this. That's I feel what like I, I just lost that count again somehow. <laughs> you did. I will. I will yeah. uh, concede that my um, that my title is much more nostalgia-y than just afterlife. Ooh, that's how I'm going to do this. I'm going to say no. I still want afterlife, but we're going to keep Zach's title. Um, I was not present for the first episode. Right. And I don't remember the pitch. We should have listened to. Mm. I didn't know Paul was gonna. We should have refreshed wow. the pitches. This is actually Paul's fault. Mm. <laughs> well, so I yeah. uh, withdraw. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. I, you know, it's 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 hard to say because they made Afterlife in the current day, where mm. you can't like, you don't have Harold Ramis anymore. You have to address mm. it. You have to. My pitch addressed that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's, it, it is all theoretic, theoretical, which Egon would love. He loves theories. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, obviously I love the movie, so I have to, I have to vote for it. But um, mm. I, I uh, gosh, I didn't know I was going to have to wound someone. It's okay. We we have two ball. abstains. We're we're at a stalemate. It's, <laughs> you have to start uh, every day assuming yeah. you're going to wound someone. Wow. <laughs> Best I can hope for is that people listen to this and then want to go back and listen to that episode some more and delight in our ideas. <laughs> well, actually, um, that was our most listened to episode, right? So if you're listening to this, go back and listen to one of the other ones. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. I did Beetlejuice. It was good. And if yeah, they actually so end up making that Beetlejuice sequel they talked about a few years ago, I'll you know I'll come back and do. You'll it be again. back. We'll have you back. Yeah, we're uh, we're thorough, if nothing else. Yeah. Are we doing unsung heroes, Paul? Yes, let's do it. Unsung heroes. My unsung hero was the uh, marshmallow baby who did the Terminator. Two thumbs up as he um, <laughs> melted, into, melted the grill. into the grill. Yeah, that's great. I also liked that as a uh, you know it, I got the reference, but also it was like uh, they like this. Okay, just yeah. deal with it. it like, it they like been dying. Really upsetting yeah. if they just been screaming yeah. the whole time. <laughs> um, oh man, they were so cute. My my unsung hero is also a marshmallow baby moment. It's very specific, hmm. but I just I went crazy for it. The little um little divot that got poked into the marshmallow baby when he fell onto the wire <laughs> um shelf at the store because they have like holes in them mm. and it created just like oh, a little yeah. little boop in his belly and i thought that that detail was so insane because i realized i wanted it <laughs> did not think i was gonna get it and saw it all in the same second yeah that was neat my unsung hero is the female cop who's kind of sassy oh. a couple of times in in Bokeem uh, under Bokeem's yeah. uh you know leadership there what i love about her like she, her deliveries stuck out as like ooh she's not an actor i specifically thought to myself she's someone's daughter and she's Dan Aykroyd's daughter oh. says the credits. yeah yeah so go back oh. give her another watch and uh you know have fun with that that i really yeah i liked Phoebe's jokes i thought that was yeah. a fun little character uh, bit that mm-hmm. you know that her like it's her standing up to Gozer was a really uh, a nice moment. Yeah, I'll take her jokes over podcast jokes. Mm-hmm. 
any day. I liked podcasts. Everyone's so <laughs> mean to podcasts on this podcast. Okay, well, so does anybody have any plugs they wanna they wanna put out there into the world? Uh, yes, mm-hmm. I have a change on my Funko business. Uh, I am. Oh shoot! I should look it up. I am now exclusively on Etsy. So mm. Etsy uh, dot com slash pop that Funko. You're back to pop that Funko. Yeah, you know yeah. what? The website's just too expensive. Oh. But anyway, so that's my thing. I make awesome Funkos. Uh, no, well, it's too late for Christmas, but you know. <laughs> Wait, what? It's too late it to get an order time- in. Christmas. Oh, there, oh, I see. Like, for you, it, okay, I, I understand. Yeah. That's the name there of the are logistics to consider. Okay. <laughs> <Sequel>. <laughs> <Yeah>. Ghostbusters <laughs> too late for Christmas. Too late for Christmas. Yeah. Um, um, I just uh, midnight video on YouTube, YouTube.com yes. slash midnight video. Uh, some spooky yes. horror shorts. That Paul's beautiful. Paul is. I'm in one. Yeah. Uh, Minkus, right? I'm uh, Micus. Yes, and Micus. this exact thing happened. <laughs> <laughs> the last in Ghostbusters two episode that you called it Minkus um, <laughs> from Boy Meets. I think because yeah. that's the nerd from the first few seasons of Boy Meets World. Sure, that that's, makes sense. But I look like that. I am in one, uh, but all are mo- way more than worth watching. They they're so good at what they do. They're the best. And I've honestly I I've always been a fan, but this Halloween I did some shopping around for other like professional grade Hulu sponsored horror short stuff. And garbage in comparison. You guys are. Uh, someone should out, pay us to make them. I'm hopeful for you to be on Creep Show. You oh, guys are. Uh, that's, yeah. It would be rad. Um, I did mention already. We don't have to talk about it if it's weird to talk about for you. But you you've got a movie in production, yeah. right? You yeah. and Becca. I don't I don't know how much yeah. I can talk about at the moment. Sure. Really. But yeah, we. Well, just tell us everything, <laughs> and then if you get a letter about it. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Okay. Well, yeah. well, congratulations. Hopefully soon That's great. we'll know more. Exciting. Nice. Awesome. That's really cool. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. I'm going to throw out another plug for Yabba Dabba Dinosaurs. It's an animated show that I got to do some writing for, though none of my episodes got produced. However, I know I worked with uh, and know a lot of the people that did write for it, and it is a blast of a show. Really, really funny, fun uh Flintstone spinoff that is now available for everyone who has HBO Max. So give it a gander and support uh, our, our listeners, buddy Steve Clemens and 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 the rest of the Yabba Dabba team. Yeah, your plugs. My pl- if you're listening to this, you probably almost certainly uh, have listened to the Hotel. Um, if not, because that's our successful go, podcast go in this group. Because that's, yeah. that's the one that's my podcast that does numbers. <laughs> yeah. Um, you can listen to I've never seen Star Trek if you're interested in seeing Star Trek and never have. Uh, but I recommend the hotel if you're into something scary. And technically, Theater of Tomorrow is still available. We're going to start doing that again at some point. But just listen to the hotel because I'm I'm really focusing a lot of my energies on that. This podcast doesn't have any or- fan art yet. Just the hotel. Oh, just mine. Yep. <laughs> Which yeah. go to the Instagram <laughs> or the Facebook or the Twitter and check that stuff out. Yeah, everyone check that out because Paul does put a lot of energy and effort into the really darling movie posters that he he puts together for each of these. Great. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, thanks uh, for being on here. Thanks for sharing your opinions and seeing this movie as a, as a as a homework assignment sooner than you would have perhaps travis uh i already and... pre-ordered the soundtrack awesome. <laughs> well yeah you, you oh, know what? you're welcome then i didn't know yeah. until later that the the credit song is actually mckenna grace yeah she oh. wrote wrote yeah. and is singing that song yeah oh, i have no idea Whoa. Yeah, I, like, house. Given. Yeah, I like so. that song
give it a give it a listen. Um, all right, Literally well, just looking at pictures of Muncher on my phone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Love him. On the next showdown, follow up. This episode's subject is he's all that. I don't want to diminish the extremely hard work of everyone involved. But I do fear that a lot of what I'm going to say about this movie will do just that. I'll tear this movie apart. <laughs> oh, let's do it. Travis, go sit in the corner. <laughs>